Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to the Inner Life here on this Friday, the last Friday in the season of Easter, and uh, I hope you've had a good week. Looking forward to the weekend here. And today on The Inner Life, we're going to look at forgiveness. Have you ever hurt someone? I mean, really hurt them by something you've said, something you've done, something that hurt them so deeply that you weren't sure if they would ever forgive you? Or maybe you've been that person who's been hurt by someone else. And was it difficult to offer that forgiveness, to try and trust that person again? Or maybe you're still holding on to that hurt. Are you refusing to offer that forgiveness? Has that hurt just kind of dug its way into your life, into your heart? Well, I'd like to share with you a story of two men. This is Matt and Eric, and NBC's Today Show interviewed them on what really was a tragic story, but it ended up being this remarkable experience for both of them. So please give a listen right now to this incredible story of forgiveness. At the fire department, we worked 24-hour shifts. And that particular day, we didn't get hardly any sleep. It was literally like three or four seconds to nod off and to cross the center line and, and to meet the other car. I'm supposed to be a helper, the EMT and the paramedic and the fireman that, that helps in these tragic situations. And here I am, calls this. Two men of service, one a pastor, the other a rookie firefighter, forever bound in tragedy. For them, it's hard to believe over a decade has passed. I can still see it, I can still smell it, the horrendous noise and the glass breaking. When the grief counselor approached in the hospital, Eric Fitzgerald knew his wife, June, was gone leaving their 19-month-old daughter, Faith, without a mom. Faith's just sitting there playing on the little hospital bed with the, the nurse, and of course she sees me and just reaches out. I don't know what she understood, really, but she crawled into my lap and she just went to sleep. And I was thankful because uh, I didn't have to pretend that everything was okay. <clears throat> I was at the hospital and a police officer came in and he said, uh, I don't know if anyone's told you, but June didn't make it. And then he also told me, he said, and by the way, she was seven months pregnant and the baby didn't make it either. Eric, you had the opportunity to really say to the judge, you know what, I think this guy deserves some hard time. What did you do? I remembered uh, somebody said this in a, in a sermon. In moments where um, tragedy happens or, or even hurt, that there's opportunities to demonstrate grace or to exact vengeance. And I chose to demonstrate grace. 
The men knew of each other but endured their grief apart until the two-year anniversary of June's death. Matt Swatzel had stopped by the grocery store to buy a condolence card for Eric when he spotted him in the parking lot. Eric starts walking out of the grocery store and starts walking towards my truck. What do you see in the window? He was just, just bawling. Yeah. And um, so I just walked up and I just hugged him. Um, I mean, it, you know, what do you say? You know, something, sometimes things are best said with no words. That hug must have felt like someone had just put a pin in two years of pressure. That was the, uh, the biggest relief I'd ever felt. He just said from the start that he forgave me. And uh, just hearing him say those words, um, it just impacted my, my life completely. You know, they said that that interview was done more than a decade after that tragic car accident that killed Eric's wife. Eric being the pastor of an evangelical church and offering that forgiveness. And that two-year span there before they met, they weren't allowed to encounter each other, Matt or Eric, because the uh, the whole legal process there was going through the courts. They were not allowed to have any sort of contact but after that two years, continuing this story, Matt and Eric, they not only had that initial moment where Eric offered that forgiveness to Matt, but they went on to forge this really extraordinary friendship. And it's really amazing to hear, uh, you know, just that, that emotion. You can hear it there. But that tragedy of Eric's wife being killed in this accident, it ended up paving this way for these two men to encounter God's love, God's mercy, and forgiveness in a profound way, uh, to the point that they, their friendship, they started going to breakfast every couple of weeks on the weekend. They would go to church together, and uh, they ended up watching each other get married. Matt, for the first time, Eric, re- he remarried after uh, being widowed, and had children of their own. And being able to see that. It didn't just stop there, you know? It it has the tragic aspect, but that forgiveness opens up so much more that can happen in our lives. So what do you think? Do you think you could offer that forgiveness when someone has, even though it might be unintentionally, if they've caused the death of someone you love, a spouse, a child, you know, we can hold on to those hurts, wanting justice, rather than offering forgiveness. And today, if you've been at Mass already, or if you're going to go to Mass later, well, you'll hear the Gospel reading, and that's Jesus, where he shows, he extends that forgiveness to Peter. Jesus doesn't demand that justice or that retribution. He offers forgiveness, he offers healing, and he restores Peter. And we're all called to do the same. We need to forgive, and we need to provide that healing for those who hurt us, And just like you heard there with Matt and with Eric, in that process, we'll find ourselves being healed. Whether it's us who have been initially hurt or we're the ones who did the hurting, we both end up being healed through that process. So today, when have you been able to forgive someone for that hurtful moment? Or when have you experienced that forgiveness, and how did that allow you to grow closer to Christ? Well, We're going to look at these words of Jesus restoring Peter and so much more that is encapsulated in this beautiful passage from St. John's Gospel. And joining us to look at today's Gospel reading is Father Joseph Ilo, pastor at Star of the Sea Parish in San Francisco, and a very popular uh, retreat leader, especially to Mother Teresa's Missionaries of Charity. Um, Father Ilo, it's so nice to have you back here on the program today. 
Thank you, Josh. It's so good to be back. And, and with a gospel reading like we have today, boy, it's just powerful. It really is. It really is. And, and you know, we've got the, the scene here is where Peter, he's denied Jesus three times back in those early morning hours before the crucifixion on Good Friday. And I think it might be St. Luke's Gospel, where right as he denies Jesus for the third time, Jesus looks across the crowd, looks across the way, and their eyes connect and meet. And even after the resurrection, you know, Peter's the first one to rush out to try and find when Mary Magdalene comes back and says, uh, you know, he's risen. The Lord is risen. I've seen the Lord. Uh, Peter runs out to try and find him. Uh, when he recognizes Jesus, when he's in the boat fishing all night, hasn't made a catch, he jumps out of the boat to run to Jesus. But there's still this kind of lingering, uh, you know, they, they haven't had that conversation yet. Peter wants to be there in the presence of Jesus, but it almost seems like there's kind of this gloom that's hanging over Peter. And so now we have Jesus who gives Peter three opportunities to reaffirm his love and it kind of takes me back to that point where Jesus and Peter, they're talking, and Peter asks, how many times should I forgive someone when they sin against me, when they offend me? And Peter suggests seven times, but then Jesus gives this response with the concept that we should always, always offer forgiveness, 70 times seven, giving that implication that there should be no limit to, to our forgiveness. Uh, do you think those words came back to Peter as he's there sitting with Jesus having Jesus forgiven not once, but three different times for each of those three denials? That's right. Uh, certainly he does, and three is a biblical number, of course, meaning infinite, really, like seven. Forgive seven times, forgive three times, and that's why the Lord repeats these three times. And, of course, Peter had denied him three times, meaning he, we will keep denying Jesus because we are weak, we lose our nerve in crisis situations, but Peter is given the opportunity, as we all are, to then apologize three times, to make a statement of love three times. So we, we just have to keep on saying, I love you to Jesus, even after we've offended him, but, but with other people as well. If you're married, uh, you've got to say, I'm sorry, and I forgive you, and I love you many times a day. W with all of our friendships, that's true. And this is that biblical paradigm, the template of what it means to love. It means to say, I'm sorry, and I love you, and I forgive you three times, 30 times, 30,000 times. Yeah, well, and those words, that's one of the things that I've experienced in my own life even in the sacrament of reconciliation, of confession. Um, you know, things before I ever became a Catholic, even growing up as a Baptist, you know, things I had prayed for forgiveness. And I had to, as, as an evangelical, say, okay, well, Jesus says, you know, or I, I think it's actually St. Paul who might say that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But there would be those things that I just couldn't get past. And that very first, when I made my very first confession, and those words of absolution, I couldn't believe the miraculous healing of hearing those words of, you are absolved from your sins. They're just, they're gone. Mm -hmm. and, and I walked out of there, and the baggage that I had before, 
it was it i i've never had that ever again it was so freeing and you know like you say those words saying them that's so important yeah it's a sacrament so sacraments have to be expressed in bodily human ways so just to think about love i mean that's where it begins but we have to demonstrate that and and jesus wanted to hear it from he wanted peter to say it and then our lord himself says it back right feed my sheep if you love me follow me it's it's a really striking passage yeah i look forward to that today i have the noon mass so um later on today so i look forward to um, speaking about that and hearing that well and one of the things that you and i were talking about um right before the show is as you're talking about there's the forgiveness here but there's the love as well and there are a couple of very distinct words uh, in the greek that are used when jesus is saying, Peter, do you love me? And Jesus, or uh, Peter, I'm sorry, Jesus says, do you love me? And Peter responds, you know I love you, Lord. And those two words Mm -hmm. really make a difference in our understanding of what's happening here in this back and forth dialogue. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I looked it up in the Greek again before the show, and uh, it, it goes like this. So there are three questions. Jesus says, Simon, son of John, Simon, Ioannou, agapas me. Do you love me with sacrificial love, agape, more than the rest? And he says, Kyrie filiose, Lord, I, I like you. I'm your friend. Filios is more of a, a friendship love. Our Lord says, feed my lambs. Second question, Simon, son of John, agapas me. Do you, do you love me sacrificially? Are you willing to give your life for me? Peter responds, again, kyrie filiose, I am your friend. And our Lord says, tend my sheep. And then the third question, Simon, son of John, phileis me. Do you, even, do you like me? Are we friends, Peter? And Peter responds, kyrie. Kyrie, you, you know all things. You know that filiose. You know that I like you, that I, I'm your friend. I am not yet at agape. Peter never uses the word agape. Our Lord says twice, do you, do you agape me? Do you love me deeply? And finally, the third time he says, well, let's just settle for the love you're capable of now. But in the meantime, feed my sheep. And finally, the Lord says, follow me. In other words, Peter, love me. Follow me. Do what I ask you to do. And in other words, you're a priest, Peter. You're the pope. Feed my sheep. That's your job. If you, if you love me, you will, you will feed my people. And then you will come to love me more by being obedient to me, by trusting me. And you will learn to love my sheep just by being. So when it's really hard to forgive somebody or accept forgiveness, the thing is just to say it, to say, I love you. Even though we're not sure we completely love a person, we say, I love you. I want to love, meaning I want to love you. Lord, give me the love that I don't have. I'm going to say those words. I forgive you, even though I don't maybe feel total forgiveness. So in other words, our Lord, he, he takes Peter where he's at. He says, I'll take what you have right now, but 
Keep on insisting on the little you have and I will make it grow. We will make it grow together. We'll deepen your love if you just do the simple tasks I give you. So feed my sheep, tend my lambs, follow me, and it's all going to work out. Because I think people say, well, I can't, I don't feel, I hear this all the time in confession. I, I don't feel real forgiveness for this person that hurt me. And the answer is, say, I forgive you anyway. Say it to yourself. Say it to the Lord. And it will deepen and grow over time. Start one step at a time. That's what Peter's doing. He's, he did this terrible thing to Jesus. He, 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 did, he, um, he just completely spectacular collapse of his, of his courage and his faith. The, uh, you know, the night Jesus died, uh, Holy Thursday night. And then he's given this, this whole new horizon. You don't have to be perfect, Peter, but you do have to love me as much as you can right now. And we'll take it from there. I think that's the answer for every one of us in difficult personal situations. Mm -hmm. Do what you can at the moment. Trust God. And it will become better in time. You know, th th that's so important. I think, you know, what you're talking about there, I don't feel like I'm ready to forgive somebody. Um, you know, those feelings, <laughs> we live in a society yeah. that is so focused on how we feel, and especially how we feel right now. Right now, if mm -hmm. you feel that way, that must be true for you, rather than <laughs> looking at, are your feelings really informing you as to what is true? You know, is that really true? Um, the <laughs> It's one of those things that even with my kids, Father, they'll say things like, well, I feel like this is such and such, and I'll try and correct them and say, no, you think that this is such and such, mm -hmm. as you're trying to express yourself. Uh, you might have feelings that help inform your thinking, but it's your thinking that should really lead the way here on these. And, and th that is such an important aspect here. We definitely want to have our feelings. You know, we're, we're emotional creatures. God has made us that way. So we don't want to shun those feelings. We don't, don't want to shun the emotions and not have any sort of, of feel for what's happening in our relationships. But we can't let those lead the way. Um, it'll handicap us in so many different ways. That's right. Feelings are great. They're a gift of God, but they don't drive the bus. You can't depend on feelings to steer the ship. You're going to get lost. So it's got to be reason and logic and that that sets that follows the principles and feelings have to be a part of that. But we can't just depend on feelings. They will they're not reliable to guide our our actions. We are rational creatures. God gave us intellect and will, and so that uh, we, we have to exercise those. And you're right, we live in a, a consumer-driven, feeling-based society, which is very marketable, by the way. Sure. If people live just on feelings and impulses, boy, you, you can sell a lot of stuff to people like that. So it's no accident that uh, you know the market-driven economy is... is uh, basically encouraging everybody to live by their oh, sure. by their lusts, <laughs> impulses, and feelings. I know. But we're a, bigger than that. We, we're Christians. I know. I'm a sucker for infomercials. <laughs> if there's an infomercial that I happen to stumble across, if I'm flipping the channels, uh, within about 10 minutes, I'm looking at it saying, I really do need that. And But if I step <laughs> away, if I give myself, you know, two, three hours, 
okay, maybe I, I really don't need that as much as I'm thinking I do. But no, we, we really are driven by those emotions. We have to be able to s- separate that from what is actually happening and be able to examine it. Our spiritual director today, Father Joseph Ilo, pastor at Star of the Sea Parish in San Francisco, we're talking about today's gospel reading and especially forgiveness, how we can forgive others, how we can receive that forgiveness when we've hurt someone else, uh, experiencing that healing that Jesus shows us by example in the way he interacts with Peter um, there at the end of John's gospel. And how have you been able to forgive someone if they've hurt you, that really hurtful moment, or maybe when have you experienced that forgiveness? How did that healing allow you to grow closer to Christ, to follow in his footsteps? Our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, and maybe even like Father Ilo is talking about, at those times where you didn't feel like you were ready to forgive somebody, but you still were able to say those words. How did that help those first few steps so you could move forward and heal that relationship? Again, our studio line, 888-914-9149, and we'll continue our conversation in just one moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond, along with our Spiritual Director, Father Joseph Ilo, a pastor in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, a pastor of Star of the Sea Parish there in San Francisco, and we're talking about forgiveness, especially looking at today's Gospel reading from St. John's Gospel, where Jesus uh, asks Peter three times, do you love me, offers that forgiveness for those three times that Peter denied Jesus there uh, right before the crucifixion. And how are we able to live out that forgiveness in our own lives? How have you been able to forgive someone who's hurt you, or how have you experienced that forgiveness from someone you've hurt? We'd love to hear how God has been able to work in your life so that you've been able to experience that healing. Eight seven. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm giving out a pledge drive phone number, and we're not in a pledge drive. 888-914-9149 is our phone number here in the studio. 888-914-9149. And you can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com, to share your story. Uh, Father Ilo, just to continue talking about forgiveness here, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about is not allowing our feelings to kind of rule uh, how we proceed. Another thought that I have here is sometimes if we're struggling to forgive someone, we might just be trying to forgive them on our own. How mm-hmm. do you recommend that we surrender, we give over our will in this area, try not to force ourselves to forgive them, but rather allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we can't help but want to offer that forgiveness. That's right. So the first step is to realize that we cannot forgive other people. It's completely a grace of God 
and even when we think, well, I've summoned the courage to forgive somebody, it's really God's grace. And so when you can't, so that humility is the first step. But when you're really up against a wall and you have to, we all have to pray for the gift of forgiveness. And going to the sacrament of reconciliation is the best way to get reconciliation. So you go to confession and say, I for, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I cannot, I, I have negative feelings. I can't let go of this hurt. And just confessing it is the first and greatest uh, infusion of grace. So the sacrament of penance or reconciliation, it has that name for a reason. But then also outside of that sacrament to pray spontaneously to God, pray to the Holy Spirit, pray to your guardian angel. That's very effective because he's there to help you. And then also one trick that Padre Pio taught us is pray to your guardian angel to pray to his to talk to his guardian angel to make things okay with you <laughs> let them let them carry on the conversation at a higher level right there. you guys got to take care of this i'm it's beyond it's above my pay grade so there are many ways but it all comes down to take the wheel lord i can't do this you have to give me the grace to do i want to do it please give me the grace to do it you know another thing that really well, i'm sorry go ahead father no, just to, I, in my experience, it works every time. I, I was having trouble forgiving, and this was an ongoing thing with another priest I was living and working with, and he was older than me, and he didn't, I don't think he respected me very much, and we just, chemistry didn't work. And I saw him one day in the chapel, and I just said, I love him, I love him. And wow, suddenly uh, my feelings, suddenly I started to actually like him, to mm. to love him, because I said it. And I wanted it. And God honored that. And I've had that experience so many times. When I can't love somebody, I say, Lord, I do love that person. You help me to love them more deeply. And it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the story of St. Therese that she tells of one of the sisters that it just seemed like everything that this sister would do would be so annoying and just great mm -hmm. on St. Therese. But she finally said, you know what? I just need to love this person. And she did the same thing, and I think had kind of the similar experience, that once I, I stopped letting this sister annoy me and just said, I'm just going to mm -hmm. let those annoyances become those opportunities for love for myself, it changed everything in her heart. And that sister probably didn't even know that mm -hmm. Therese was actually dealing with, you know, wrestling internally with this kind of grudge that she's holding over this other sister here. And that can happen a, long, a, a lot in our own lives. We hold on to things while somebody else might be completely free, might not even realize there's something going on. And that becomes more about us than what the other person may have done that they, they might be oblivious to. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that that sister, I, you know, I've, it's been a while since I've read. I know, it's been a few years for me too, yes. <laughs> and I'm but trying to I'm recall it. I'm fairly certain that, that that sister then later said to Therese, Therese, how is it that you have a special affection for me? Of all the sisters, you seem to love me the best. And, you know, the older sister had no clue about Therese's struggles. It's just beautiful. It, it really is. Another thing that strikes me is, you know, we're looking at today's gospel reading. The very last two words of that gospel is 
after Jesus has kind of given this, you know, you're going to follow me to the point of dying, of laying down your life for me, for my church. And then it says, when he had said this, Jesus says to him, follow me. And those mm-hmm. words hearken back then to where right after Jesus has told Peter and James and John, you know, they've fished all night, they haven't caught a thing, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. They haul in this catch that almost sinks the, the boat that they're in because it's so enormous. And Jesus then says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Those words, the last ones we hear today, after Jesus ends up offering this forgiveness, he restores Peter. It's almost like he's saying, let's just start over. Let's, let's start mm-hmm. from the beginning here. Just follow mm. me. That's a great insight that uh, it's, it, talk about reset, that the Lord is always willing to reset us in his love, his friendship. I went through a difficult time, uh, maybe this is 12 years ago with my parish. I really felt betrayed by a lot of people in the church, and I just, I got a few days away, and, and um, I was reading through this with Scott Hahn's commentary, and it, it just made me realize that I can't depend on the love of anybody else to sustain me in the, when it comes right down to it, except for the love of Jesus. That, you know, we say priests are married to the church, and we are, but really we're married to Jesus. We're espoused to the Holy Trinity, as, as all Christians are. And so when it, comes, when it becomes so difficult to love other people, we just have to follow Jesus. He, God alone is, is suffices in the, in the darkest moments, but he's always there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, you know, other people can disappoint, but God will never disappoint us. That's, mm-hmm. that's, right. that's right. Our spiritual director today, Father Joseph Ilo, we're talking about forgiveness, looking at today's gospel reading where Jesus offers that forgiveness to Peter after his denial right before the crucifixion. How have you experienced that forgiveness in your life? whether it's from God in the sacrament of confession, of reconciliation, or maybe it's in a relationship. Somebody hurt you, or maybe you hurt somebody else. Maybe you were the one who needed to be forgiven. Or if you experienced that forgiveness, how did that healing moment allow you to grow closer to Christ? Our studio line is 888-914-9149, And Father, let's go to Rebecca. She's listening in Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for calling into The Inner Life today. Hello, Father. So a quick question for you. You know the classic line, I forgive, but I don't forget. I struggle Mm -hmm. with that, and I don't know if it means that in my heart, I think I have forgiven, but is it actually contrary? Am I actually just kidding myself? And so if you could just answer that, that, you know, is it, can we actually still recall the incident and yet be in our hearts fully forgiven of that person? So I'll take it off air. Thank you. Thank you, you, Rebecca. Well, the answer is yes, you can forgive even though you don't forget because some things you can't forget. I, the Lord showed his wounds after he had risen. He retained the wounds that, that we may not forget what happened. But he forgave them, and, and uh, they forgave themselves, the apostles, for allowing him to be crucified. So forgiveness isn't just a one-time act. It needs to be repeated and affirmed in so many ways, ongoing. 
It's conversion is always an ongoing process and forgiveness is an ongoing process. Some things you will never forget, but you can forgive by by asking for for God's help and and many times a day sometimes. Well, in following up on that, Father Ilo, you know, that also I think comes back to a point where we have to be kind of cautious. You know, yes, we should always be ready and willing to forgive somebody, but we shouldn't we want to live out that forgiveness towards others while not necessarily being a pushover. You know, we don't want somebody to take mm-hmm. advantage of us. So that's also an important distinction there, too. It is. Don't throw your pearls to swine, as the Lord says. I think the phrase forgive and forget, forget in the sense of don't dwell on it. Be aware of it, but don't harbor that. Don't let it fester. As much, you know, sometimes it's really hard not to do that, but make an act of the will not to dwell on the hurt. That's, that's the forgetting we're talking about. It, you know, the other thing that might be good to talk about here, too, is if someone doesn't want our forgiveness, if they refuse to accept our forgiveness, at that point, if we've been willing to offer, is there anything more that we should do? I mean, we can pray for that person, but it seems at that point it's kind of in their court. We, we, we can't do anything else other than say, yeah, I, I do forgive you, um, but if they don't want to accept it, it's really on them. That's right. You can't force a relationship, and it's kind of like... <laughs> Your body, if it can't assimilate liquids, don't give it liquids. It it hurts you more than it helps. So our Lord didn't force his love. He offered it, as they say the church proposes. She never imposes. We don't impose our friendship on others if they don't choose to accept it. But as, as you said, even if you have no human contact with a person who refuses to forgive you, you pray for that person. Yeah. On the other Again, hand, the, the guardian angels. Yeah. Oh, guardian right. Angels, that yeah. guardian angel. Yeah. And that, that, you know, that's that's such a good, uh, just practical suggestion. There is just to offer that to your guardian angel, and you know, ask them to be that mm-hmm. conduit that maybe impacts, uh, you know, helps along with the Holy Spirit to soften that other person's heart. But you know, the other thing that that I'm thinking is kind of a, a reversal on that. If I apologize to someone for something I've done, but they just simply refuse to forgive me. Um, you know, is there any sort of role that I have to play then in them not being able to receive God's forgiveness since I was the one who wronged them? You know, there's the, uh, you know, we pray in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If I have done something that's hurt somebody so much that they don't want to forgive me, I am kind of in part responsible for them not receiving God's forgiveness. Is there anything that I can do in that sort of situation? That's a great sadness. But again, we can't force a person to accept our our, our apology. I, so I think just praying, handling it in a supernatural, if, if all natural means are exhausted of reconciling, then you just have to turn to supernatural. I mean, you, you turn to supernatural anyway, right? but you just depend only on supernatural when natural means have have failed. Our spiritual director is Father Joseph Ilo, a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and we're talking about 
offering forgiveness, receiving forgiveness, looking at Jesus's example that's given today in the gospel reading at Mass, where he offers that forgiveness to Simon Peter, who denied him right before the crucifixion three times. And today we hear how Jesus offers that forgiveness three times in his dialogue with Peter. How have you been able to offer forgiveness to someone else? Or how have you experienced that forgiveness for, from someone? And how has it impacted your relationship with Christ? How have you experienced that healing, either on, on the forgiving or the receiving forgiveness side? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And we'll have more here on The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, and our spiritual director today here is Father Joseph Ilo. We're talking about forgiveness. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss here on The Inner Life, some, something dealing with spiritual direction, uh, you know, an area that maybe you're struggling with and you'd like to hear one of our priests be able to talk about this, feel free to email that to me at innerlife at relevantradio.com. Uh, we've already used some of your suggestions, those of you who are listening, and so if you have that suggestion of a, a future show topic. Again, email innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father Ilo, let's go back to the phones. We've got Catherine who's listening in Southern California. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Well, good morning, Father Ilo and Mr. Raymond. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. I have uh, two situations. The first one, many years ago, someone who betrayed me, uh, close to me, and cut my heart out kind of uh, situation, and I struggled for a few years because there was no contrition on the part of that person, uh, and I struggled to forgive, and I couldn't. I It was terrible. I remember so vividly uh, two or three years later forcing myself to pray for that person, and the comical part now is I can still see that I had to literally grit my teeth. And I remember praying the Our Father, the Hail Mary, whatever prayers I was offering, I had to grit my teeth to, to get them out. I was so, it was so difficult. But I would say within the, it was either the next day or the following day, everything melted away. All the anger, all the, all the hurt, and I was able to forgive them. And years later, they were contrite, but there were many years where that person was not contrite, but I was able to let that go through just making myself pray for them and to dwell on, uh, you know, God's light in them. In the second situation, someone hurt me in a very similar manner, a different person, but they were immediately contrite for it. And wow, what a difference. How How much easier it is to forgive when someone is so sincerely penitent which is a great analogy for us with our Lord, isn't it? <laughs> uh, which I thought of uh, at that time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you, Catherine. That that's a really great story of your gritting your teeth. Uh, Father, or now Cardinal Cantalamessa wrote a book on prayer, and he says he calls it. He's the papal preacher, has been for about thirty years. But Father Cantalamessa says um, sometimes it just has to be sheer physical prayer, bodily prayer. He says you you tell your knees to bend, you get on your knees, you grit your teeth, and you say the words, and then God does the rest. It, kind of like our Lord on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. I imagine in his humanity, he's gritting his teeth and getting that out. He, I don't know if he felt a lot of affection for the people who were crucifying him at that moment, but he said the words. And and that's what you did, and it worked. So that's that's a good message for everybody that it's really possible to receive the grace of forgiveness just by doing it. Mm. Yeah, that that's beautiful, Catherine. Thanks for calling in. Father, we've got Pat, who is listening to us in Las Vegas. Hi, Pat. You're on the air here with Father Ilo. Good morning. How are you guys? Um, I wanted to share that uh, when I was taking care of my husband in hospice for two years, uh, my family wasn't, uh, you know, calling or seeing how he was or myself. And now that I'm ready to intern his ashes, I, um, I have reached out to them and invited them for the services and I had to work through that as well and I sent them blessings and forgive them so that's my story that's great so you and um, hopefully they will accept or I'm gonna have they accepted the invitation yes yes they have that's wonderful because so. as as Catherine said sometimes yeah they don't accept the forgiveness. So what a grace that they did, and uh, you made the first move there. So God honored that. Yeah. Well, and Pat, it sounds like you were just struggling there. I mean, that that's a difficult time when your spouse is nearing the end of their life anyway, and it sounds like you felt kind of abandoned by your family. So there's probably some deep, deep hurt that you had to pray through asking for God's help to be able to forgive your family. Pat, are you still there? Oh, and so hmm. I, I am there now. I wasn't at first, hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I didn't see any any uh, any benefit in alienating myself anymore on my part. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I reached out. Yeah, and it does take time sometimes. Often it does just. They say time heals all wounds with God's grace, of course, but sometimes we just have to give it time. Yeah, and that distance from what's happened there can make, yeah, it it can make it easier to look back and say, is this really worth holding on to these grudges, holding on to this hurt as deeply as I want to, or I felt I wanted to at the moment there? Pat, thanks for calling in. Uh, Again, if you'd like to call and share your story of how you have experienced that forgiveness in your life, whether you've been the one to forgive or receiving that forgiveness, our studio line here, 888-914-9149, as we're talking with Father Joseph Ilo today about forgiveness. And Father Shelley is listening to us in Wheaton, Illinois. Hi, Shelley. Welcome to the program today. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Great talk. Um... I had something happen to me when I was a child, and I, in my head, I felt like I had forgiven those in the family that needed to be forgiven, um, but I think I was still holding it in my heart, and I um, live in Illinois in the Joliet Diocese, and we have um, 
our vocation, our director of adult education is Father Burke Masters, and he runs these retreats called Be Healed. Uh, I have to say that I finally was able to move it from my, it's in my head still, but in my heart, I, I have found forgiveness. So um, I know that these retreats are based off of a book uh, by a Dr. Bob Schutz. Um, Father Burkmasters acknowledges that frequently when he's doing the retreat. And it's a retreat where you stay overnight and um, they go through a number of exercises. And um, I think it was, it's a process. It's not like immediate, all, all of a sudden it's gone. But I think it had a significant effect on my heart. Thank you, Shelley, for that word. It It is a process. There are deep la- levels and layers of of all human experience, but when it comes to forgiveness, there's, you know, you think you've, you've uh, gotten to the bottom of this and then there's another bottom. <laughs> so we shouldn't be too shocked or surprised when, wow, where did that come from? I didn't know I still had a, a hurt there. But when the hurts come up, um, it's it's just good to give them to the Lord. And I think those retreats are really important. There's nothing like a retreat. It's irreplaceable to have the time and the structure and the direction to get to a deeper level of our faith and our and our love for God. Yeah, sometimes just stepping away, having that opportunity to get mm-hmm. out of the day-to-day monotony, especially if there's people that you're interacting with every day and they're the ones that, you know, are kind of fostering that 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 angst that you're holding on to, that you don't feel like you can forgive them. Just taking that step out of that realm and getting away for a day, two days, three days, whatever it is, that can give you some good perspective there <laughs> on what's happening in your life. Hmm. Uh, Father, uh, one other thing that I was thinking about here, just looking back um, at the gospel reading for today as we are talking about forgiveness, you know, this is such a beautiful encounter between Peter and Jesus, and that mercy, that forgiveness of Jesus, it's so perfect and complete here. You know, the three times where you've got Jesus Mm -hmm. offering that friendship, that love to Peter after the three denials, but... If Judas, if he wouldn't have committed suicide and he humbly came back to Jesus, do you think we may have seen a similar encounter of forgiveness there? Um, You know, just the only thing that's holding us back from Christ's forgiveness is ourselves. And if if, if Judas would have just said, you know what, I made a mistake and I repent of that, I've got to imagine that Jesus is, again, that perfect, complete forgiveness and mercy we would have seen maybe an even more powerful dialogue between the two of them. We would have. I, it's it's a very it's a delicate topic because. Oh sure. Well, the Lord Himself says, um, "What you have to do, do quickly." And so there is a sense of destiny there in the scriptures, which is which is complex. But the revelations to Sister Faustina Kowalska, you know, the Divine Mercy revelations in the 1920s, where she, our Lord revealed to her, and this is private revelation, but she is a saint, and the devotion is approved. That the point is that that God's mercy is infinite. There's nothing beyond His grace. So if if a person, even Judas, 
comes back, asks forgiveness, comes back to the love of God, then the love is given. That's the that's the purpose of the of redemption is there's nothing beyond the grace of God. All, the only thing that can block it is our refusal to accept that grace, what the so-called sin against the Holy Spirit. So I'd have to think and hope that even Judas, anybody, no matter what we've done, are always offered forgiveness. Yeah, well, and for somebody who's listening out there and they're saying, okay, I, I, I want to be able to offer this forgiveness to somebody I've prayed about it. Those feelings, you know, I'd like to go back to that maybe for a minute. Just even if, as we've been listening to other people who were talking about that, I think it was Catherine who said, you know, praying through gritted teeth, and finally those feelings did come. If those feelings seem like, well, I've been waiting a long time here, and they don't seem to be coming, any advice for that person? Um, I know I've, I've gone through the motions. I've said the words. I'm trying to let go of it, but I don't feel like I've really Mm. forgiven that person. Any advice for that person listening? Well, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And some of the saints have, Mother Teresa, for example, went through 50 years of darkness where she didn't feel even loved by God. She didn't feel the love of others. And it was all around her. She was one of the most loved women in the world, but she could not feel that. And yet nobody knew because she just kept on trudging. She kept walking. So that's the only thing is, as our Lord says, by your constancy, by your perseverance, you will save your lives. It's hard when you don't have any evidence of, even in Mother Teresa's case, evidence of God's existence. God's St. Therese went through a similar thing in her life, her short life. So just keep at it. Keep doing your prayers. And if the feelings come, they come. It's akin to perseverance in prayer. Sometimes we go through long, dry periods where we don't feel any consolation or or, uh, the presence of God. But that doesn't mean we stop going to Mass, stop praying the Rosary, stop doing our holy hours. So keep at it is all I can say. All right. Persevere. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's the note that we end on here. Persevere. Uh, Father Joseph Vilo is our spiritual director today. And Father, uh, in the remaining about 30 seconds here, could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a final blessing? May the blessing of God, the reconciliation of the Holy Spirit, the joy of knowing Jesus be with all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Ilo, for being our spiritual director today. If you missed any part of the program, you can always go back and listen to the entire show at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app where you can find that podcast. Thank you so much for listening here and being a part of the program today. Of course, stay tuned. We've got Mass that's coming up next here. Father Luke Ferris is the celebrant, and the faith explained right after that here on Relevant Radio. And of course, want to say thank you to Jim Shaper and Nick Sentovich for their help in producing the program today. And of course, want to remind you, pray the rosary every day. It'll change your life. Pray that rosary. Have a good weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.